Excuse me, but are you loving this podcast? If you are, you can support the show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. All you have to do is hit the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Excuse me, I have something to say. Hello and welcome to Excuse Me. The podcast where we have real and open conversations about life and everything it throws at us. I'm your host, Sean Philip Naylor, and if you're tuning in for the first time, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never have to miss an episode. You can also join in the conversation by surfing your way over to the show's official website or follow along on the show's official Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram pages where you can slide into my DMs and let me know your thoughts on the show or even future topics you'd like me to tackle. And as always, those links are embedded into the show notes for you. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Excuse Me. As always, I'd like to start with a little bit of gratitude and a big old thank you for your continued support and your feedback for the podcast. It is always appreciated and I just love that all of you are out there listening. And to all of our new listeners, welcome to the show. Thanks for stopping by and thank you for spending a little bit of your very precious time here with me. Don't forget to click on that subscribe button so you don't have to miss a show and Remember that if you're listening through iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever you want to call it, you can rate and review the podcast there and that's going to help share these conversations with more and more people. Now, I know that last week's episode was a little heavy and that it may have been perhaps a little confronting for some. I know it was for me, but I am so grateful and so honored to have this platform where I'm able to share my own experiences, and also real and raw conversations with all of you. And on that note, I encourage you all to speak up and to share your own stories as well, whether it be with friends, with family members, if you want to reach out to the show, or even a licensed professional. It is so important that we communicate with each other as we never really know how long we have on this planet. So we need to make sure that we are physically and mentally as healthy as we can be for as long as we can be. Now, this week's episode is going to be a bit more lighthearted, thank goodness, as we have a real conversation about confidence 
about chasing down your goals and that age-old saying, fake it until you make it. In this episode, you guys are going to get to meet one of my great friends. Her name is Rachel Amesbury, who actually got a mention in last week's episode. Rachel is one of the funniest and most confident women I have ever had the privilege of getting to know. Rachel and I, we go way back. We go back to our early 20s when she was first introduced to me by my bestie, Jules. And I guess you can say the rest is history. A loyal friend, a bit of a globetrotter, a great singer, and a very funny woman who's trying to break into the comedy circuit, Rachel can currently be found living in the UK, where she lives with her handsome Aussie husband and their rather cute yet extremely awkwardly long-legged dog friend, Buddy, who can often be found living his best life on Rachel's Instagram stories, where you can also tune in to one of my favorite new Insta stories shows, Weather by Rachel. It's definitely worth a look. Go check it out. She's a funny, funny girl. So without any further ado, it is my great, great pleasure to introduce all of you to this week's very special guest, Mrs. Rachel Amesbury. Hi, Rachel. Oh. <laughs> Hi. That How... was the best introduction ever. <laughs> applause, applause. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm I'm better now. If only everyone could introduce me like that, just as I wake up in the morning to get my coffee. <laughs> and here she is. And entering every Yay. room. <laughs> yes, that's how life should work, right? <sighs> um, no, I'm good. I am good. Lockdown has lifted. Lockdown has lightened here in the UK. So we're allowed to mingle. And yeah, it's sunny. It's warm. Life's good. Life's good. So uh, your twenty twenty is going well. It is going well, despite the uh, the pandemic. As pandemic. well as anyone's twenty twenty can be going. As well as, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's 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 good. I am. Um, I, I think we're probably going to crack into this, but I launched a little business at the end of last year, and it's kind of gone from strength to strength, really. Which I'm very very lucky and very aware of my privilege and just grateful, really, that it's that it's going well and that we've been able to kind of maintain you know income which a lot of people haven't so yeah so it's it's good see listeners i told you she was confident (laughs) (laughs) like what a knobhead (laughs) no um speaking of confidence i am always in awe of how confident you are and your ability to see a goal so like your your business see a goal and set it and then chase it down how the heckity heck do you do it uh, that's a good question i i i don't know the answer why do i do it right okay let's start here i hate sport this may feel unrelated <laughs> yes i relate <laughs> Yay. no don't run unless you're being chased yeah correct correct don't run unless you're running for the bus yes all of those no not yeah, even I've never, just no not, the bus not even yeah i, I at that point i'd be like I'll get the next one. Right, I'll it's wait not that important. an hour and then tell everyone I'm going to be late. <laughs> Fine. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I don't like sport and I've never been competitive. So I've always classed myself as this non-competitive person. But then when it comes to goals and achieving things, I have the ability to focus. I really honestly don't know where it comes from, but I think I'm just good, <laughs> good at waffling. 
yeah I'm, I'm just good at going for something which uh, but this is hilarious because we're going to talk about comedy and this is the one thing that I'm procrastinating about the most so that's a goal that I'm not doing so well at but when it comes to business and job related things yeah I've I don't know I honestly don't know how it happens well what is it that you like where does that driving force for you go when you see a goal so like way back when when you were living with Jules and I was just like always there um mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny dancing it's in our dance room with no furniture oh, yes dancing room like when when you guys were living together you were like yeah I want to go to Australia and then you yes. got you got a great opportunity and you went but then you know where other people have not I don't want to say failed but where other people I guess just wouldn't follow it through where do you get that follow through where's the drive come from is it just like yeah you know what fuck it I'm gonna see if I can do this I think it's I have a ridiculous amount of optimism, probably to the point where it's excessive. I always think things will work out in my favour, always. And not in a cocky way. I'm not like, my life is so good. Everything I do, touch to gold. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I just think, you know, why not try? Like, if you really put your heart and soul into something, if you really work hard, I just believe it will always work out well. And I always have. I'm definitely a glass full person. It's not even half full. It's full, man. And I just think... It's full and it's gin and it's great. It's gin and it's gushing out all over the place, in and around my mouth. Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm being honest to your listeners. I am a confident person, but it's not... It's more in a just I'm just eternally optimistic I just always believe that that there will be a bright side that even if something's bad it will work out well like we moved from New York back to the UK and that could have been an absolute nightmare but it's managed to somehow work out well And I think that's just because I have a positive outlook and embrace change and I think what you were saying about your cup always being full rather than half full is a really it's a good way to look at it because I'm try to be as optimistic as I can but when something doesn't work in my favor rather than for, like going back around and trying to do it again and, and be more successful I go ah well guess it wasn't meant to be on to the next thing whereas I guess yeah. like some people like you would go okay well what's another way around this yes yeah I think I'm tenacity there you go. That's what it is. Tenacious. Um, tenacious. Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I love them. Yeah, they were good. That one song that I remember. The yeah. And now we can't remember it. No. It was the greatest song <laughs> in the world though, wasn't it? <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh no, now we're just going to sing that song and that's yeah. going to be the whole podcast. That's it. How long can we make <laughs> that song go for? Um, quick, before we get stuck... <laughs> stuck in a tenacious sea <laughs> cycle so when when you and i met we were both mm. living in in leicester in england then you moved to australia and you met hamish who is your mm-hmm. partner and then the two of you like you just mentioned went over to hightailed it over to new york and you guys got mm-hmm. married there in the coolest way possible by the way i know i said that to you before <laughs> we started the episode but it's just so freaking cool and your wedding pictures are gorge by the way thank you now you're back in england what is driving force behind such big bold moves because i mean Mm -hmm. i've lived in on 
the two different continents and I'm not afraid to move from country to country. But like, you know, you guys have moved from country to country to country. Are you on the run from the door? <laughs> like, what are you hiding? What have you done? <laughs> Who have you murdered? Uh, yes, we have left vast, vast debts <laughs> in each country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lol. Yes. No, we're not on the run from the law, thankfully. Um, that would be such a good story, though. I mean, maybe that's what you should start telling people. I'm trying to think how would I react if I actually was running from the law right now. I, yeah, I, I'm a terrible liar, so I wouldn't, I would fail. Why do we make bold moves? Okay, well, first of all, I feel like Hamish, my husband and I are kindred spirits in that we have constant itchy feet and a huge sense of wanderlust. Neither of us really felt like we belonged where we were from he never really identified with australia and new south wales and sydney and i definitely never really identified with the uk which is hilarious because we're here now (laughs) it's just a pit stop really it's it's a pit stop it's a that's a stepping stone a very large large stepping stone with many many cities on it (laughs) i am a giant (laughs) placing my foot on anyway that's let's not go there um So yeah, we just, we're both very open to trying new things. And I think we both love change. You know, some people, they love changing their bedroom around. They love moving all the furniture around in their lounge. Well, we like moving countries. That's basically the feeling that we get when we marry condo. We basically regularly marry condo our life. Does this bring (laughs) me joy, country? No. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) On to the next. On to the next. Yeah. So that's, that's basically it. And no, there is no strategy. We just basically talk to each other and go, this is boring. Shall we move? Yes. Also, another thing to bring it up is we don't have kids and we're probably not likely to have kids, especially not at this point. Whereas a lot of my friends who are my age have got two, three kids, which means they need to be in a certain area for schools and all of that jazz, which we don't have. So we're sort of at this point in our lives going, all right, what brings us joy? Yeah. What do we want from life? And where do we want to go? But I honestly don't, I can't see us not traveling and not moving countries and not doing that because it's just so much fun. It was so much fun. And there's such a big wide world out there. Like when I first started dating Benny, it was interesting because he had two teenagers and he'd never left Australia just because, you know, he was very young. He yeah. got married to to his ex-wife when they were little baby people. And um, babies. and uh, then they had the two kids. And then now when I've met him, like we've been together for ages, but now the kids yeah. have grown. So Ali's 20 and Ethan's about to turn 18. And I, there's just this little bit of me that's like, I wanted kids. And then I was kind of like, well, I've got these two amazing stepkids now. Do I need to have kids? I felt like I needed to get to a point in my life where I was okay to not have kids. And the way I did that in my head was like, well, if I don't have kids, I can travel. Mm-hmm. So now the kids are uh, much older and they're going to go off and do their own things for their own lives and live their own lives. I'm like, where can we go? Like, I'm like, let's go live in Canada. It's cold there. Let's go live there. We've been talking about that too. We're like, Toronto is a great, Ooh. yeah, yeah. That's on our list. For sure. Yeah, no, it does. It opens up. It definitely opens up. And I'm not saying, you know, plenty of people have children and still manage to travel the world. And I don't think it just depends, you know, what you want in life and what you're content with. And, you know, p- people are different. So, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, traveling is just, traveling is just 
too fun but it's not even traveling it's living in a place and I think we don't want to just visit a place and leave we want to experience everything it has to offer for a while well that's it like you can go on a two-week vacation somewhere and you're like oh that was really Mm. lovely but you don't actually know what it's like and it's one of the things about living here in Australia and having all of our UK family when they come and visit they get like the full local experience we take them to the places that aren't touristy that are really cool and you know the little places that people don't know about which Mm. you don't get if you're just going to another country for a little vacation yeah you're talking about Nimbin aren't you you know what no that's near Byron it is near Byron (laughs) but that's only like an hour or so we're not going anywhere near there at the minute because the Palaszczuk has got those borders closed but um I've only ever been through Nimbin and never been to Nimbin you need to you need to go there I can't actually I remember going through on my backpacker tour when we stopped in Byron when I was like 21 and we tried a cookie but I was terrified of like drugs at this point I was absolutely like I don't want to do that it (laughs) seems very scary and bad yeah and I think I had a nibble and was like and everyone told me that the old lady used to put her hair in the hash cookies which also put me off. I mean, yeah. You make these with the hash cookies, but not the hair cookies. Yeah, the hair cookies. No, thank you. <laughs> and what kind of hair are we talking about? Oh, God, don't. I don't even want to think about it because I did eat one. Oh, you had it. It's a... long past. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Oh, indeed. Anyway, so when those borders open, I'll go down to Nimbin and uh, get, a, get a hair edible for the day. See where we end up. Please do. I will. <laughs> and I'll film it and I will send it to you. Um, so big bold moves come from eating Nimbin hair cookies and just wanting to experience <laughs> everything that the world has to offer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. That's a pretty good life, Rachel. Gotta say. Oh, thank Kicking goals. <laughs> Kicking goals. Um, uh, so have you ever watched the TED Talk, if you have time to watch TED Talks, I know you're very busy, with um, the lady called Amy Cuddy, and it's about uh, fake it till you make it. I think I have. Is it quite old? Yeah, it's pretty old. I think I have watched it. It's an interesting watch because she sort of, she kind of is like, okay, everybody's talking about fake it till you make it, but you, she's kind of trying to change the mindset of that and say, instead of fake it till you make it, why don't you fake it until you are it? Boom. Yes. Yes. Amy Boom. Mic drop. Love you, Amy Cuddy. Yeah. Love that. So, and it's very, very on. true. It's very, very true. I was just going to say it def- definitely is definitely is true and I feel like fake it till you make it is that is the essence that is what it means when I think about fake it till you make it or fake it till you are it you're this I don't mean this is an insult it's definitely not it's a compliment you're one of the people in my life that I go oh yeah she she does that she can do that she's got the gift of the gab she's fun she's positive she could she can she can fake it until she is it um where am I going with this you're distracting me with you. I don't know, but I don't know, but I have answers. <laughs> um, okay, that's where I'm going. What does the statement mean to you? Fake it till you make it. You know, how have you applied that in, like, I believe you've applied it, but how have you applied that, if at all, to your own life and your own aspirations? Well, Sean, 
I feel like my entire life is faking it till I am it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it resonates deeply with me. And I I have applied that mantra many, many, many times in career, life, like in every possible sense of the word, phrase, I should say. For example, when I first went into marketing from recruitment, recruitment oh lol <laughs> so many funny stories uh we should ta- with a pizza slap we sh- i was about to say we should tell the listeners about we'll tell the we'll tell the pizza happy slap story at the end and then um, I that i will find the the grainy my like Motorola yes. flip cam phone thing yes they were first coming out i'll find that footage and we'll share that we'll share that oh my gosh listeners will love that um <laughs> So yeah, when I, when I moved from, when I moved from the UK to Australia, I worked in recruitment. I hated it. I did it to get a visa in Australia, which is basically (laughs) the route of passage for many, many English people. So when I got to Australia and I finally figured out that recruitment was awful, awful game of horrible things. I had an interview at this company to do experiential marketing, uh, which is that kind of marketing where know you're experiencing something face to face usually where they're handing out samples anyway long story short I had no idea what I was doing they gave me a job as an account manager which wasn't even the entry level job that was like kind of the middle and they were like sure Rach here's here's a couple of million dollars for all the P&G Procter and Gamble accounts just just go run stuff just go (laughs) do stuff And I remember at that time thinking, I have no idea what I'm doing. I was sat in meetings with all these really senior people at P&G and I faked it so hard, so incredibly hard. And I used all those, uh, you know, word bingo words like Crunch the numbers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Crunch the numbers, ROI. And I had no idea what I was doing. I fucked up so many times, but for some reason it, it worked out. And that was kind of the yeah, first time I think I probably really faked it till I was it. And then when I became Goodness. it, I realized that I did not want to do that job <laughs> and I did not like it either. And I left. <laughs> so, but yeah, faking it is my, I think faking it is my speciality. Definitely. You're pretty good at it. I mean, I was going to go somewhere rude with that, but I'm not going to. No, go somewhere rude. Go on. Go on. Uh, Faking it. 
Oh, sorry, Hamish. Uh, I don't ever do that. I've never done that. Well, good girl. We've gone. We've gone there now. No, I never ever. I've never done that ever. That's a true. Sorry, listeners. Here you are. I'm here to shock you. Um, no, I've always. This is another thing. Like positive. Like just being honest. Being honest is another good thing we should talk about. But yeah, I. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We've gone on a tangent. It's- this always happens when uh, we all, you know, we get together, a little catch up. A little... <laughs> Sorry, listeners. So, yeah, you are somebody who applies, I think, that that fake it till you make it statement very well to your life. And you've had some great successes, I think, from that. And then, you know, couple that with all your traveling. You went to New York and I'm like watching you through your socials. And I'm like, oh, OK, she's in New York now. All right. That's cool. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh yeah, she just got married. Yep, that's cool. That's cool. And then I'm like, she's in a band. <laughs> I'm like, is there nothing this girl can't do? Yeah, what? that was you, a lot. Of fun. What happened? What happened? What happened? I don't know. I feel like I've, I'm the kind of person who, you know, when you're like, oh, I'd really like to be an opera singer, but you never really <laughs> often, think I often have I'm going to do it. But in my head, I'm like, I'm going to do that. It's like a challenge for me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be an opera singer. That is actually one of the things I would like to be, aside from a comedian. I mean, you're um, welcome to give the listeners a, a listen. Maybe someone out there is uh, <laughs> an agent. Hello, anyone. Are you an agent? Um, uh, here's a song I practiced. I don't even, I don't even know one opera song. I could do my best Catherine Jenkins impression. Oh, um, good, Catherine, um, have you, well, you know what you could I do? stand at the the balcony does the pub have a balcony sorry listeners rachel is currently uh managing a pub in the uk because you know she can fake anything until she makes it because <laughs> you know, she's gonna, just gonna run a pub um because what a lot of people are doing in this whole lockdown situation especially in melbourne they've got these these two girls on the news every morning when i say news i mean sunrise so it's not really news oh yeah yeah and uh they're standing in their balcony in lockdown singing opera songs to the neighbors have you thought about giving that a go uh yes I have of course I have but no I haven't because I live in a tiny tiny hamlet where yeah it would it wouldn't work out I mean I could have hijacked the clap for NHS nights couldn't I when everyone was stood outside their house that is the perfect opportunity to sing a song you could have been Um, like a thank you song to them thank you NHS for everything you did as you can tell, that would probably have uh, had a very uh, large response or clap. So, yes. Well, you know, you would have got a large clap because everybody was clapping. Oh, boom. See, it's about perspective. It's a win-win situation. Exactly. So let's, uh, let's talk two things. I want to talk mm-hmm. about oh. your, let's start with something that's a great success. Let's talk about your business. What are you doing? What's happening? What's going on? This little business you set up that's uh, going what well. What do I do? I have a copywriting business of which, let's be honest, I'm the main copywriter. But I do have a small team now, which is exciting. But yeah, I do all kinds of writing. So blogs, articles, website kind of rehauls. I'm doing a video kind of spot at the moment, which mm-hmm. I'm quite into. Any written kind of any any wordy stuff, I do that. You do so, the wordy stuff. Yeah. So how does that work? I do word. 
clients brief me and then I do the writing and then I send it back and they go, this is great. Or they go, this is shit. And then I'll edit it and then they send it back. That's basically, that's, that, that's basically it. God, I can't wait to share this with all my clients. Hey guys, this is how I work. <laughs> it's a bit more complicated than that. I, they brief me. If it's an article, then I'll go away and research and then I'll draw up kind of an outline, share it with the client and then finalize it. And then it goes live. So for the most part, it's, it's the writing, but then I also do lots of marketing type services as well so you know helping them with their wordpress helping them with seo keywords all of that stuff which is all very much tied into content content marketing content strategy and so on so this is where you're you know you're faking it till you make it when you moved to oz and went from recruitment to marketing this is where i guess mm-hmm. you, when you're that kind of person who's very positive and it can sort of quite freely transition from one position to the next and quite happy to try different Mm. careers out, you're going to get different tools under your belt that you can then later apply. So what you're doing now, I guess in recruitment, you would have got up your typing skills. Well done. (laughs) Thumbs up for that one. And then you you obviously have marketing experience now. So yeah, you've been able to apply all of these different things that you've just sort of quote unquote faked it and picked up. And now you've created something that is, I guess, your own business and your own baby, which yeah, you can take anywhere in the world, which is great because look at this, this is all just flowing so nicely. Um, and you can take it mm-hmm. everywhere you go, wherever you move. It's incredible. Hats off to yeah. you. Yeah. The, the writing thing is a funny one because, so my degree is in writing, which helps, but I never thought I would do it professionally. So it has kind of been this like loop. I think having transferable skills is incredibly valuable and I've racked up quite a few of those, which also makes me, as my clients call me, a unicorn because I understand, yes, a unicorn. And I'm like, I will accept that. I'll accept that term. Thank you very much. Love it. Um, But having understanding of different industries and different, you know, marketing, experiential marketing, digital marketing, SaaS platforms, technology, data, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm so sassy. Yes, sassy. (laughs) Like having a bit of understanding of all of those businesses has really helped to, you know, what I offer and the value that I add my clients. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to be serious now, Sean, because I feel like there could be people out there who need copywriting services or marketing services. And I do provide that in a serious sense. Um, With the comedy flair. (laughs) (laughs) comedy flair and a hair flip from the unicorn you have got yourself quite a professional little website though haven't you i have i did pay somebody the monies to do that um, because i believe (laughs) it's important image is important it's very important but with that in mind you know if anyone is listening and they want to work with a unicorn we'll pop a link to your website in there yes Um, Now, let's talk about the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is the thing that you openly admitted to procrastinating about. So if you are this magical unicorn of a lady who's pulling faces at me, (laughs) (laughs) making me laugh. Um, If you're this magical unicorn of a lady who can fake anything until she makes it, apart from orgasms, guys, she doesn't. (laughs) What's happening with the comedy? Talk to me about the comedy. How come you've not managed to be so 
glass all the way full here? What's holding you back, love? That's a very good question. I think what, okay, I'm just going to do a bit of a reverse psychology Ooh. on myself. Bit of, yeah. So, right. I get scared because I'm a human being and I fear not being successful at the thing that I know I love, which is standing on a stage and making people laugh. That is just, it just fills me with so much happiness doing that but I'm terrified equally that people won't find me funny and that I will fail. So I don't try. And then I'm like, but if you don't try, you're never going to get anywhere. So I'm in this kind of weird, I don't know. It's a weird zone. And then I was doing really well with comedy or not really well listeners. I was, you know, trying and faking it as best I could before lockdown. And then when lockdown happened, it was like, ah, this sigh of relief because all of a sudden there was no pressure. I didn't have to go anywhere because I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go and do improv. I couldn't go and do stand up because all the clubs were shut. So it's made me a bit lazy and I've definitely procrastinated because I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared of failure. That, that is honestly what it is, I think. And I really, I love it. Like I, I have all these ideas for sitcoms, one of which is about the pub. And I think they would be hilarious, but I just can't um you can and you thanks yeah yeah I I will I just I I don't know what it is I need to pull my finger out I'm not being like hard on myself I don't think you should have to be hard on yourself I think those days are well and truly done but I think encouraging and doing a little bit at a time like not sitting down and thinking okay you have to write an entire scene of a sitcom or an episode, sorry, but just to write a scene or write a couple of lines of dialogue or just flesh out a character. Like think about one character in something that you want to write or write down some ideas for stand up, like doing things in small increments rather than looking at it. See, I see your comedy, knowing you as, as, as I have done over the years, I see your comedy very much like uh, the wildly successful Fleabag. Like, oh thank you phoebe yeah. is my seriously i love her so much like i would yeah i want that i want to be her um, me. but you have that same sort of tenacity and you have a very similar wit about you and you know i think oh, that you're God. very capable of doing something like thank that you. like what she's done with fleabag and you know wiping the floor with her Oh my gosh. I don't want to wipe the floor with her. I want to be her best friend and move in with her. Hi, Phoebe. It's me, (laughs) Rachel. (laughs) Be best friends? Um, No. (laughs) I'm in Hollywood now. I'm just directing James Bond. Uh, Cool. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look, I don't see you directing a James Bond anytime soon, but you can definitely do yourself a little uh, little sitcom-y vibe or just, you know, we talk about having faith in yourself and believing in yourself and being a glass yes. all the way full kind of lady. And you can definitely, definitely do that. And you can, because I say so, and I am the host of a very slightly successful, but also not successful <laughs> podcast. I have merch. Extremely successful. Yeah. As he's Sorry, drinking. Let me rephrase his, that. From my, his merch cup. My merch mug. I will rephrase that. I am the host of a, soon to be very successful podcast it's about- exactly there you go there you go it's Tune in, everyone. all about the framing frame 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 in my head i am wildly successful in my head yeah 
I'm like, oh my God, wow, you're so good at this. And then I realized out loud, Rachel, you haven't actually written or submitted anything to anyone. <laughs> Nobody knows apart from you. And that is where it shall remain until I die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, now, this could be news to some of my listeners. Sorry, I'm just going to make it all about me for a second. Yeah, do it. I am in the midst of planning a wedding. And I know that you and Hamish, you had this glorious elopement in New York when you guys were living there. What's your biggest, let's get, let's see, what's your top three tips for uh, a successful wedding? Not talking marriage, we're talking wedding. Oof, well, I mean, I come at it from a very unique perspective in that we organized our wedding a week before we got married. Love it. Yeah. Hamish and I aren't bothered about marriage at all like we would have stayed unmarried we got married for so he could get a visa with me well obviously we loved each other we've been together for six years at this point but our wedding was perfect for us because we had three of our friends there and it was perfect and then we all went for lunch for breakfast because we got married at eight o'clock in the morning on friday on cinco de mayo 2017 yeah and then we went for breakfast and then we just jumped in a car and we went straight on our mini moon uh which was up in new york state and it was just so i don't know it was so relaxed it was so chilled there was no stress whatsoever so i think if i could apply that to a bigger wedding scenario it would just be just don't stress everything will what will be will be we had absolute torrential rain and so we couldn't take we had a photographer with us and our plan was to go onto the brooklyn bridge and take photos but hey ho it didn't happen so i had to wear a coat i had to we had a massive umbrella my really cute baby pink sandals that i wore were completely sodden but at the end of the day it was still super fun and we loved it and we're married married so your advice is don't stress my advice is, yeah, don't stress. Like it really is just a day. Like at the at the core of it, you and Benny matter the most. So I think just if you are, when you are planning everything, getting overwhelmed or not sure, just bring it back to you guys and just, you know, it should be, the focus should be on you in as non-stressful a way as possible. Sage advice. I'm already stressed. Yeah. See, weddings, I used to work in the wedding industry. This is another string on my bow. <laughs> She's done it all, folks. And I've done it all. Yeah. I, I, when we first moved to New York, I was selling spots at a wedding fair um, for one fine day, which is an Australian wedding company. Very, very cool. And yeah, it's just, it's so easy to get wrapped up in all the trimmings of a wedding and don't get me wrong. Like I, I love it as well. Like I'm a very girly girl and I am a massive magpie. So give me sparkles and big fluffy things and wedding cakes. And, but you know, the, the reason you're doing it is because you love each other. And if that gets lost along the way, if you kind of start, if you start focusing more on the people that are coming, the new guys, then I think that's the time to recenter and bring it back to you. Weddings are one of those funny, traditional, weird things that we still do, aren't they? Like I still find I'm definitely not polyamorous at all, but I do find the whole concept of, I'm also very unreligious. I'm an atheist, so I find the whole thing a bit bizarre. Yeah. But, yeah, don't get stressed. Don't get stressed. All right, I'll try to remember that next time I'm stressing. <laughs> so in about... Yeah, when you're like, oh, my God, what did Rachel say? Send to myself, we're going to do that. <laughs> um, meditate. Yeah, look, breathing's hard. So, uh, 
what's next for me is a wedding. What is next for you guys when this whole pandemic kindly decides to fuck right off? Well, I mean, who knows is all I can say. Probably another move is on the cards. I am going to pull my finger out of my anus and start writing. Good girl. She says, thanks. I'll check um, in a week and be like, have you done it yet? No, it's still up there. Have you done it? Uh, I'm starting an accountability group with two friends actually where we check in weekly and we write down our intentions for the next week Good. and that terrifies me because yeah. I don't want you <laughs> I don't want the accountability <laughs> and that's the purpose of it so yeah yeah I don't know I think hopefully more comedy hopefully growing my business hopefully the pandemic eases off and everyone can go back to living some semblance of a normal life and hopefully i can come over to australia and visit you yeah soon. come come and stay i, I mean i don't think they're opening our borders until at least july so you'll have to wait until after them but you guys always <laughs> room always room in our house it's so wild to me that they've shut the borders in australia and you have such i mean it's amazing i i agree with it but it's just so crazy what's happening over here compared to what's going on over there they're like, yeah, sure, you can fly wherever you want. I went to Berlin. I mean, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> Please let it be known she did wear a mask. I did. Oh, the whole time. It was very sweaty, but I did, <laughs> of course. No, I'm a big believer in masks. Let that be known. Just FYI, this episode yeah. is yeah. airing on my birthday. Oh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Go, shorty. It's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go now. All right. <laughs> anyway, thank you for my birthday song. And thank you for joining me on my little podcast. I really appreciate you giving up your time. I know that you are a very busy unicorn. Um, <laughs> It's been super fun catching up with you and it has been way too long and I love your guts, woman. Oh, same to you. Thank you for having me on. I hope the listeners learned something because I feel like I just waffled, but I'm available for speaking opportunities <laughs> and comedy. No, just joking. Um, thanks, Sean. You are awesome and you are going to be a super famous podcast man. Happy One birthday. Day. One day. Thank love you, you, my love. Love you. So that's it for another fun-filled episode of Excuse Me. I really hope you enjoyed this one. If you want to share your own stories of success or how you faked it until you made it, then I would love to hear from you. You can send me a message through the podcast's Instagram account at excuseme underscore pod or through the official website, excusemeihavesomethingtosay.com. Once again, a huge thanks to Rachel for having this conversation with me. If you want to know more about Rachel's copywriter expertise, then you can head on over to her company's official website, uzigalzag.com. And should you wish to check out Rachel's globetrotting adventures with her hubby Hamish or her dog buddy living his best life or Rachel's road to comedy success or my favorite weather by Rachel, then you can follow her on Instagram at amazebury. As always, all links are stored in the episode's description for you guys. Now, one final note, stay tuned to the next few episodes because in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be one very big announcement and it's pretty fucking cool. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week and as always, stay safe, 
and I'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.